0: Alright, this is uh, Jeremiah with the Bigfoot Society Podcast. Today we have the privilege of talking to uh, Yami or uh, Cryptid Chat Girl, and I'm going to go ahead and have her introduce herself, kind of give some background uh, before we get into the interview. Go ahead.
1: Alright, so thanks for having me. I'm super, super excited to be here. So, a little bit about me, Jeremiah. Man, I... So I was actually going through this, like kind of rehearsing this in my head to my mom today. Um, And it's very like if I just have, man, I've just done a lot of things that don't really like add up to what I'm doing right now. But just overall, like I am a college student, super senior graduating or maybe not graduating. I don't know what's going on right now. Um, But I've always been super passionate about cryptids, the supernatural, the paranormal, pretty much all my life. So once, like, all the craziness happened, um, I was like, you know, you have a lot of time on your hand. Why not, like, really dedicate it to connecting with other people and, like, really doing some research into the things that you really like? So it was kind of just, like, a shot to see if – you know how other people would react and stuff so thus from all this came cryptid chat with Yami, and so it's just kind of a instagram page right now that we're slowly building to a podcast so we're just going to talk about different cryptids different legends conspiracy theories and beyond so <laughs> that's just that's kind of in a nutshell
0: very exciting very exciting that's awesome um yeah you yeah, and and uh, if you're not following uh, Crypto Chat Girl on Instagram, you really should. There's a lot of good content on there. So great job, and you really had some good responses so far. Especially noticed that today from uh, when you ans- uh, asked questions about you know what you know what you're into. So that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um, something I well, first off, I'm curious. So what are you studying in college, if you don't mind me asking?
1: So this is the funny part. I'm actually finishing studying ministry so that's really funny because most people think like the religious and the paranormal and whatnot those are like two separate worlds um but i'm actually finishing up a degree right now in uh children's ministry okay which absolutely again has nothing to do with the cryptid community but i i you know you like what you like and you're passionate about what you're passionate
0: yep uh actually uh if you know small town monsters um Mark Madsky, the, the gentleman who works with Seth, uh, he's actually a, a minister, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. In, I think in the Lutheran church, maybe. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. He is going to be on the podcast eventually. Um, That's awesome. Or we're working back and forth on it. Right? So <laughs> um, I noticed today that you had mentioned that you're into uh, flying cryptids, Mothman, yes. stuff like that. Um, what kind of draws you to that, would you say?
1: I think it's just the the idea of a winged cryptid in general. Like Mothman and the, the legends of like the Thunderbirds, those are like on my top of my list of cryptids. So like mm-hmm. as a kid, I always loved birds. So I think the fascination just kind of grew into winged, cryptids as i got older uh and mothman was actually one of the first like really big cryptids that i learned about as well so i think it's just spiraled from there this idea of like you know cryptids on the ground like i don't know like i i feel like like just the idea of something hovering above me is like equally terrifying and exciting all at once i don't know that's
0: funny yeah <laughs> yep um so I'll mention where I'm from. I'm from uh, central Iowa right now. So Des Moines area. Um, and if you want to mention where you're from, that's mm-hmm. cool too. I'll leave it up to you. But um, we have actually a local uh, cryptid out here in the Van Meter area. Have you ever heard of this? Uh, the Van Meter yes. visitor? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> if you're, awesome. If you're familiar with the story, it's pretty awesome. Like uh, we actually have a festival, a day festival out mm-hmm. here every year. And um, it is—it's a lot of fun. Uh, every year, it's getting a little bit bigger. I've been going for about four or five years so far, but um, it's cool because uh, we have. Well, they have a tour that they lead through the town, and they show you. Okay, here's the bank where one of the guys was shooting at it, and it would have been hanging out. Uh, sorry, the Van Meter Visitor, if you don't know, is pretty much uh, would have been a wing cryptid that uh, was like a pterodactyl, but um, it was shooting a light out of um, like a horn on its head, right? So anyways, in the late 1800s, uh, this wind cryptid just started terrorizing the town, freaking out uh, the banker and all the the top dudes in the town. They were trying to shoot at it. And at the end, um, they end up actually chasing it to the outskirts of town, there's a mine and uh, we actually walk there to the mine on the uh, end of the tour. And so pretty much the uh, there's a posse, which every good story ends with a posse chasing the thing. So the posse chases the van meter visitor. I believe there's a smaller one too, to this mine and um, uh, they just shoot it up, but it somehow gets away and there's people that say that they still see it around and it's it's an awesome uh, local legend. It's probably my favorite, I would have to say, local uh, cryptid legend. But um, we have all sorts of people that show up for that festival. We have uh, – I don't know if you've ever uh, watched Finding Jay on, like, Amazon Prime with uh, Jay Pachochin. He's a big uh, foot guy from Wisconsin. But he made it down since, you know, both in the Midwest. So that's cool. And, you know, paranormal people and – um guy from missouri that was talking about how he travels around the midwest to uh you know with his kids to different weird things like ufo houses which are kind of cool if you ever looked into that but yeah you know it's it's a fun uh cryptids and legends and all that it's a fun way to kind of see the u.s right oh yeah and imagine what's (laughs) out there so you're into uh to winged cryptids but um i Here's a good question. So I had a question where, so you thought about your podcast, right? You're getting mm-hmm. a podcast together. What are your dream guests that you're trying to get on your podcast? Oh man. That's yeah, I know. It's tricky, right?
1: <laughs> Honestly, like there's so many people, like there really are. One of the first people mm-hmm. I, I really would like to get just cause I'm, I'm actually based here in central Florida Okay. So like the outskirts Orlando Kissimmee area, everything's 15 sure. minutes from Disney kind of deal. Um, mm-hmm. So the, we don't really have, I guess the closest scripted that we have is Skunk Ape. So I've followed um, a man named Dave Shealy. If I butchered his last name, I'm so sorry. Dave Shealy. Okay. So he's basically known as kind of like the Jane Goodall of Skunk Ape community.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> that's he, that's yeah. awesome.
1: He lives down in the Everglades area, and I've, I've kind of, like, followed his work, and he's dedicated so much of his, like, life to actually finding evidence of a skunk ape, and, you know, I really want to talk to him in person, like, I first heard from him, actually, like, he had an article on the Smithsonian Magazine, and I was like, man, seems like a really cool dude and he's just right down kind okay. of right down the street. So he'd be one of the first people I kind of want to just talk to just as somebody that's a Floridian and just see what he's, what he's experienced down there.
0: Yeah, that would be really cool. Cause uh I mean, you'd have a, a great interview right off the bat cause you could, you know, you'd have all these things you could connect with, you know, being in the same area. That's pretty cool. Uh, like there is, um, Uh, One guy I like to get on my show is, uh, I believe his name is Ronnie LeBlanc Mm -hmm. or LeBlanc Uh, is from Expedition Expedition Bigfoot, Mm -hmm. Um, but he's from the Massachusetts area and I'm originally from Western Mass. So I don't know if you've ever heard of any podcasts about Bigfoot up in the Western Mass area, but man, there's some crazy stuff out there, some crazy, (laughs) crazy woods. But um, before I segue too much, so for the listeners that maybe haven't heard, can you I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Can you explain kinda uh so is it half skunk, is it half ape, or what's the view of <laughs> the skunk ape guy?
1: So skunk ape is basically like the Florida Bigfoot. Okay. Um the all the eyewitness accounts that I've combed through and whatnot, like the Descriptions are very, very similar to the Bigfoot in size, in build, in, like, the, like, overall features. But the the name Skunk Ape really comes from the fact that, like, eyewitnesses really account that before they see him, they smell him. So Mm. it's really, like, a very sort of putrid sort of scent that, I guess, just encompasses him so that's where the name yeah. actually comes from so he's, he's he's our Florida Bigfoot down here
0: that's awesome that's awesome and he's he's seen a lot or is he kind of uh, hard to see or, or what do you think lots of reports
1: so the reports that I've seen if it's in Florida it's usually in the Everglades region the all yeah. the ones that I've seen but he's been spotted up to the Arkansas area so oh, really so it's really like the Southeastern side of America that we've seen a few reports, I would say less than, for example, Bigfoot. Um, but Mm -hmm. yeah, we still do get a few every now and then. And it's, it's really cool.
0: That's awesome. That's really cool. Really cool. Um, here's a question for you. So not to totally shift gears, but it might be in a way. (laughs) So, uh, you got the cryptid thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, How do you feel about, um, well, I guess this could involve Cryptid too. Have you been watching the whole uh, Secret of Skinwalker Ranch uh, TV show that's going on?
1: So I had vaguely heard of the Skinwalker Ranch, like Mm -hmm. the legends behind it. And then I actually had a friend that recently was like, Hey, have you been seeing what's going on with like Skinwalker Ranch? Like how they're really documenting lately. And I, I was like... No, I, I guess I'm gonna have to take a look. So I had seen, not the series that had just started, but um, I had looked at a few videos on YouTube just to get familiar. Okay. And I'm just, I was blown away. This is kind of like, I was joking. I'm like, this is kind of like the Olympics of like the supernatural. It seems like everything and anything kind of happens.
0: Yeah, it, it's pretty land. wild. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you haven't watched the... um. The documentary that came out about Skinwalker a few years ago, uh, Jeremy Corbell, that's really good. You should check that out. Uh, but also this new show on history, uh, it is kind of a reality show, but I think it's good to get to know Skinwalker through the really scientific stuff that's happened in the past. And a really good source of that is the Jeremy Corbell uh, documentary and also like, you know, read some George Knapp stuff. Uh, listen to his, you know, you know, coast to coast interviews, stuff like that. And then see, the thing is, is like when um, uh, Bigelow was in charge of Skinwalker, he didn't really get to know what was going on. And now with this new guy who owns it, um, it's crazy because you're seeing the whole thing and it, the access to it is wild. Uh, I've actually um, ran into a guy on uh, TikTok. um that is from Utah and actually met the new owner of Skinwalker Ranch at a Halloween party last year so i've been kind of doing back and forth with him and he's actually been invited by uh brandon to uh, visit the ranch he just hasn't really taken him up on it yet so i'm like mm-hmm. dude you gotta you what gotta you do gotta it. do is you gotta take him up on that and you gotta do a tiktok live from skinwalker ranch <laughs> that'd probably be like the first uh tiktok live from skinwalker ranch right <laughs> but uh awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty wild up there um and uh they actually there's a really good podcast by rogue planet that's just coming out about um, kind of like talking about each episode after it airs right? but I'm trying to get them to talk about uh, the Bigfoot sightings that have been know, mm-hmm. on Skinwalker. And they're, they're kind of like, yeah, we've never seen that. We're, <laughs> yeah, whatever, you know? So I'm like, there's got to be something there. Like th- the show talks a lot about radiation and, yeah. you know, the, trying to, there's an astrophysicist and he's trying to figure out stuff. But I kind of want to get to the cryptid stuff too. <laughs> Yeah, no, you know, there's bring on the dire wolves and the, the bigfoots. So, yes. yeah, yep, yep. So, let's say, uh, if we ever, oh, sorry. So, for people listening to this in the future, um, life is fun right now because we're in the coronavirus, oh, yes, uh, of 2020, unless that never finishes and this <laughs> is just a new normal forever, but we won't get too crazy on that. Um, but so let's say if you ever get to, you know, leave the house and you graduate school, are you gonna, do you have like a dream? Let's say if you could go anywhere and, you know, you're kind of studying cryptids, where would you go?
1: I actually have a list that I've been compiling over the past okay. few years of like, okay. I want to start in the U S. So the mm-hmm. idea for me was to basically kind of do like a supernatural road trip and just go off. So oh, start cool. here in like central Florida into the like greater Florida area. And then from there, just kind of trail off. So like okay. one of the, one of the places like I want to go to in some, I guess central Florida area. First off would be Casadega. I'm not sure mm. if you've ever heard of Casadega. I've never
0: heard of that actually.
1: Casadega is the psychic capital of the world.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, so And it's a
1: very tiny little town Literally, I think it's like an not even an hour and a half away from where I live, and it's just a spiritualist hub. So it's very, very strange. I know I've seen a a lot of people actually go down and just um, recount a lot of paranormal activity down there, and it's Mm. it's just very interesting to see. Like some people view it as like kind of like a vortex. So like it just it seems to be an area that just accumulates like a lot of energy. And it's just right next door, kind of. So <laughs> okay. I would kind That's of cool. want to pop down there and then from there go off. I really want to visit some of like the, the iconic places. So like Point Pleasant.
0: Oh, yeah. I, want to,
1: yep. I have to go to the Mothman Festival. I got to mm-hmm. do it.
0: I, yep. I really wanted yep.
1: to go this year, but we'll see. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Plans kind of
1: changed on that one. So mm-hmm. I've just kind of been amassing a list and like just going – I kind of want to go like state from state if I can and just visit all these iconic places. Just go off and see where it leads me, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I, what I really want to do someday is um, go to cliffs Bigfoot museum in boring Oregon. But I also want to go to um, the bluff Creek area and see all that stuff, you know, oh, go yeah. to like Bigfoot books that, yeah, uh, that bookstore out there. Uh, has like every book you could ever want, you know, with cryptid stuff and whatever mm-hmm. the hard, hard to find one, ones too, and um, I don't know. I just like the like uh, kind of weird like. There's if you look into it, there's a lot of like bigfoot themed bars and like restaurants out there. <laughs> yeah, there kinda, are kind of kind of fun, right? And to visit those, there's also like um, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the pictures of like Monster Mart in Falk, Arkansas. That's kind of cool. You should look that up. Like mm-hmm. the, the building is just like a huge Bigfoot, like with its arms over the top of it. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I love
1: creativity, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, oh, okay. I got a good question for you. So let's say let's, uh, so you're going into mm-hmm. children's ministry, right? Or you said something of that regard. Um, so let's say sometime. well, Or something like that (laughs) so let's say if we have kids listening to this Mm -hmm. have you ever thought of how would you encourage like a kid that maybe wants to get into like looking after like looking into skunk ape or bigfoot or things like that have you ever thought of that before
1: i have so my interest in cryptids and the paranormal stuff i got came from when i was a kid actually and just being a kid watching when like the travel channel and the discovery channels turned like really like paranormal and like that's when they really started like having like the really big Mm -hmm. iconic shows and whatnot so like by watching those shows is what like got me interested as a kid from the very beginning and then like actually having kind of like a cryptid experience as a child too um cemented the i guess you can say the the interest but like i guess like if, if kids are watching it like i would just one of the biggest things is just i love to encourage the curiosity like no matter what your age i i think we all should explore the curiosities that we have like the passions that we have so like it doesn't matter if you're seven years old but if you watch something on tv or you saw a book or you read something you listen to a podcast and you're like that sounds Mm -hmm. interesting i i really like i really do encourage people to like if it sounds interesting go and research it just learn a little bit more uh You never know, honestly, where you're like, where a curiosity or an interest in something will take you.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. I I totally agree with that. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Like focusing on like um, cultivating that creativity in the next generation. That's pretty awesome. Um, You kind of touched on that this stemmed, um, can you maybe go more into detail about like the cryptid experience that you had uh, when you were younger? That could be kind of interesting. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so I was like really thinking about it too, like preparing for like the podcast, because I've been mm-hmm. thinking a lot about it lately, but when I was about seven or eight years old, so it's, it's been a, it's been a minute since it, okay. this happened. Um, I actually lived in Colorado at the time. Oh, we wow. lived in um, on a military base in Fort Carson and okay. we lived in military housing, but we had like a large backyard and our specific like housing area. Uh, what had like a large backyard a field and then like a tree line this large highway that was randomly there and then it actually connected to cheyenne mountain in the back which is where no rad and all that is from okay so i was with my younger sister and one of our neighbors just out in the backyard and we were playing at the time and i just remember like feeling something watching us oh weird which isn't you never want that feeling yeah. <laughs> ever, but yeah. we were just out there, and it was in the middle of the day, and I felt something just staring at us, so I looked over to the tree line and I remember seeing it looked like a black cat, okay, and yeah i I kind of took it like as like, I mean there's stray animals it's i it's not uncommon on the military base to have seen like a fox or even a bobcat just wandering around but yeah, I don't know, it just, like, really struck me. And then this cat, like, started to kind of pop out of the tree line toward us. Mm. And as it got close, like, I realized this is not a stray cat. Because, one, this mm. is a lot larger than a normal house cat. This is a lot larger than a dog. Wow. And I just remember seeing, like, again, it was just all black. And it had, like, a like an, a long tail. Okay just something within me said, run.
0: Yeah. Get out of there. <laughs>
1: just run. <laughs> so yep. I remember, I just like looked back at my sister and our friend and I just literally yelled run. Like I started screaming wow. and I pointed at the animal and they saw it and we just booked it. And the thing is that when you're a kid, you don't, you know, logic would say you yeah, I'm going to run to my house as a kid terrified logic told me i'm going to run to the playground where i can climb on top of the swings and be above it so it can't get me
0: (laughs) goodness it's a big cat It can just jump right up there
1: i wasn't i I wasn't thinking that far into it i guess (laughs) so me and our neighbor me and my neighbor we were able to climb up the swing set and I remember my sister, she was she was like three years old at the time, three, four, poor thing. She couldn't climb up. And I just remember looking down and being like, she's going to die. She's going to die. Wow. This cat was like, it was just kind of like crouching over to us. It wasn't really running at us. It was just kind of like observing. But mm-hmm. I, was, I was terrified. And then in that moment where I'm like, my sister's dead, our one of the dogs in the backyards of another one of our neighbors so this really big german shepherd started going crazy like it started barking it started like actually like jumping at the fence um near us and the cat looked at the dog and i guess the noise freaked it out i'm not sure but it bolted back to the tree line and in that moment we i just remember i dropped down from the swing set i grabbed my sister and i ran for my house And I just remember crying and like trying to explain to my mom what happened. And she didn't believe Mm -hmm. us.
0: Right. She's like, you guys
1: just, you saw, you probably saw Bobcat, you saw something else. (laughs) It's not what you think. And to this day, she's like, "Mm, okay, whatever. But like, it's always stuck with me. Like, it traumatized me as a kid to have seen something that big and to have just felt like the terror. Like, just, it just felt like something was. Just not right. Is it was real crazy.
0: <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, I I totally get that feeling where it's like something's watching you. Like you know, I used to do a lot of hiking in New England, and it's like sometimes you're in those pine forests, and you're like, you can feel like oh, it feels like a cougar or something is mm-hmm. like staring me down. Right? Oh man. Yeah. Uh, thank you for sharing that. That's uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um.
1: Wild time. <laughs>
0: I can't believe it, but it is almost already the end of our time. And uh, when you don't have a, a Zoom account that's paid up, <laughs> time is limited, right? So we'll I've work on that. that. But Yeah. Um, any other? Uh, oh, so uh, before we go, is there any, um, how can people um, get, in, get in touch with you or uh, keep in touch with you, um, social media, mm-hmm. uh, what you're working on, stuff like that?
1: so the main way if you just want to get in touch i'm always on my instagram account so you can search up cryptid chat girl and you'll find my instagram i post daily different like cryptids and i'm going to start posting like also different like conspiracy theories and lore's just like hyping up to the podcast that will be eventually i'm going to be starting it on anchor so that'll just kind of
0: broadcast out yeah exactly
1: um so just instagram i'm I have okay. a lot of free time lately, so I, I Perfect. open for messages. If anyone wants to just chat, that's where you can find me.
0: Awesome. Well, it's been fun uh, chatting with you tonight, Yemi. And it feels like we just, we just started. So we'll have to maybe <laughs> yeah. do a follow-up in uh in a few weeks or something. We'll see. We'll, we'll be in touch, but All thank right, you again for coming good. on the, uh, the podcast today.
1: Yeah. And thank you for having me as well. It was a yep. good time. Have a good one. All right. You too. Bye-bye.